0: Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, an accident. I was like, oh, no, wrong one. I love you. Just know that. All right, guys. So, are you guys ready to learn how to train your parents? Yeah. I don't even know what that was, but that's exciting. Oi, oi. Oi, oi, please. Okay, so that's totally random. Um, I am super excited, though, about tonight, and I'm excited uh, to be transitioning into a new series. Um, we are in a quarterly focus, which some of you guys know this, some of you guys don't. We're in a quarterly focus on relationships, loving God um, through relationships with other people. That's why we focus so much on boyfriend and girlfriend relationships, family relationships, and so forth, um, and friendships. And now we're going to be focusing on the uh, parent-child relationship. Now... Let me uh, be very, very clear with you guys from the get-go of this, okay? You all are in a very unique um, period of your lives, an extremely unique period of your lives. Um, developmentally, you guys are facing a lot of obstacles, and so, so we're going to be talking tonight about how you guys can navigate your relationship with your parents. Now, I get... So that's really hard at times, and it makes it even more complicated. It's complicated regardless, um, even if you're younger, but it's extremely complicated in adolescence because you guys are developing your own identity, you're developing your own independence, and your parents are having to learn how to let go of you, but let go at the proper speed so that you don't do damage to yourself. And it's super hard for them, and it's super hard for you guys. It's hard because there's so much love in that relationship, yet in this season, oftentimes there's a lot of complexity and tension, both from parent to child and also child to parent. And, and so so it's a super hard season for you guys, but what's cool is that when we look at Scripture, we see some things laid out that, that are very clear about how we should do a relationship in general, but even specifically how we should do relationship with our parents, now, I don't know about you guys, but um, I disagreed with my parents at times. Have you guys ever disagreed with your parents? Yes. Okay. So, so when you disagree with your parents, um, sometimes uh, we can get in these bad relational cycles, right? Where, where we disagree with them. Who in here, when you're really, really angry with your parents about something that they've done, just shut down and go to your room? Okay. Who in here, when you're really, really angry with your parent um, and you aren't agreeing with what's going on, get in a bickering fight with your parent, okay, all right, so in general, um, <laughs> those are the two camps that people land in, okay, which it was interesting, it was about 50-50, um, and, and so, so it's totally, totally, totally normal to have conflict with your parents in this season, however, there are appropriate ways to deal with that and there are inappropriate ways to deal with that, and so tonight we're going to talk about how to train your parents, now, I could give you um, some really fun ideas on how to uh, um, manipulate your parents, which I'm not going to do, um, but what we are going to talk about, I know, I know, you guys are disappointed. Um, what we're going to talk about is how you can interact with your parents in such a way where they will give you more independence and they will give you more responsibility, which is really what you guys want, right? Right? Now, you kind of sway back and forth. Sometimes you want mommy and daddy to clean up your room for you or clean up your bathroom for you, but then you want to go out and hang out until 12 o'clock with your friends, right? You want some responsibility, you want some freedom, but others you don't. But ultimately, you guys are traveling down the road where you are going to be independent adults. But in the meantime, um, you're having to navigate this relationship with your parents. And so we're going to hop in and we're going to talk about four different ways um, that you guys can train your parents. And really, what I mean by that is how you guys can interact with them in such a way where they will, there will be more respect, more trust built in your relationship. So with that said, um, let's jump into the first uh, point. The first point is, is to listen to your parents before you speak. Okay, this seems super obvious, right? Listen to your parents before you speak. And yet, it's so difficult, is it not? Right? Okay, who in here has ever been guilty of your parent going up to your room bickering about needing to like clean your room or do chores or whatever and you're the guy in your room that sits on your xbox with your headphones on and act like like you're really listening but you're really not you know you're winning at the game and then they leave and you're like i don't even care what they just said just say victory, royale. victory Roy- royale yeah okay everybody just needs to calm down i tried um, playing uh, Fortnite and i like lost terribly four times in a row and i was like this game is awful it's actually an okay game. It looks like it'd be fun, but I'm terrible at it. So there's no learning curve anymore for me. Back when I was your age, I could probably learn it pretty quick. Now it's like no, can't learn that. Now I'm digressing. Um, uh, okay, so so listening to your parents isn't just about being quiet while they talk at you. Listening to your parents is actively engaging in the conversation, actively engaging in what they're saying, and reflecting back to them what they're saying. Okay, do you know what I mean by that? So your parent says, hey, I really need you to clean your room. I told you to do that three hours ago. And you're still sitting here playing Fortnite. Get off your phone, clean your room. Okay? What that means is, is that, that to listen before you speak is to actually absorb what they're saying and then to, to, to process it and to reflect it back to them saying, okay, I understand that I need to clean my room and, you know, okay, I'm getting off the, the, the phone. Like I hear you. And so when we listen to somebody, we show that we respect them, right? Pretty disrespectful. Like, if you're trying to talk to somebody, in fact, I, I didn't know a way to set this up, but if I was to ask, like, hey, Mason, if you um, can you tell me, like, the last uh, convention that you went to for FFA? State convention. Where was the state convention? Okay, tell me all about it. So I was talking the other day um, when I was... Oh, man. Okay, so so it feels kind of disrespectful, right? I just stopped. Yeah, I know. I know you just stopped. But really, it's like, really, it's disrespectful. Like, I actually feel like inside when I do that because I really actually care what you're saying. But whatever. I'm trying to make a point right now. Okay, so so listening to somebody shows them respect. Have you guys ever um, been in a scenario where you said that I'll show you respect when you show me respect or something crazy like that? Okay. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people. A lot of people. And then parents are saying, "I'll respect you when you respect me," and back and forth, and back and forth, and back and forth. Okay. But this is a super practical way. And James in uh, James one nineteen through twenty says, "My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry, because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires." This is what God desires for righteousness. And, and this is bigger than just the parent and child relationship. This is this is just life in general. That there's a wisdom in slowing down, not speaking too quickly, and actually listening before you speak. And so so when we apply this to the parent-child relationship, if you were to listen more to your parents and they were actually feel heard, let me ask you this question. Do you think that they would bicker at you as much? No. Okay, see, this is so obvious. Of course they wouldn't bicker at you anymore because they actually feel heard and you're actually following what they're, they're asking you to do. But that takes listening before you speak or just listening in general. And so, so when you do that, it's an active, um, uh, it's an active way of, um, interacting with them. Okay. But it also takes humility and self-control. All right. Because when you think that your parent is wrong, and you think, man, they're like, they're bogus, they're not telling, or they're telling me that I have to come home at 10 or whatever, and I wanna, I wanna go out with my friends, and it's no big deal, yada, yada, yada. And you don't agree with them, but then they ground you, and, and so forth, and you guys exchange back and forth, and then you're left without an Xbox, or left without your cell phone, or whatever. And you're sitting there thinking, like, my parents are such a loser, you know, like, why would they do that? Yada, 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 yada. It takes humility to actually respect them enough to respect their authority in your life. It takes pride to bow up against that. That's the flesh. We all want to do that. When we feel like something's not fair, we want to be like, "What? Like, I'm not going to I'm not going to be a pushover." That's totally normal. However, we're called to humbly um, submit to our parents' authority. Now, I get that that's hard. But but what's really cool about this part, the humility and the self-control, is, is that as believers, we have the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit indwells us, and that Holy Spirit gives us the ability to do things that we wouldn't be able to do otherwise. Self-control and humility are two of those things. There's more stuff that comes along with that. But those are two things. So if you're in a, um, an argument with your parent, or you don't agree with what your parent has done, maybe pray about it. And pray and ask that the Holy Spirit will give you the self-control and the humility to actually submit to to their role in your life, because I can I can tell you this that the more that you bicker back and forth with your parents, and the more that you um, try to disrespect them, and the more that you try to grab for control, guess what? They're still your parent, and they're going to have the trump card continually. So if they have the trump card continually, and they continue to use that because they have complete rights to do that, then it's just going to cause a cycle between the two of you where where there's bad uh, juju between you guys, and. Um, Okay, bad, bad emotion between you guys. Okay, um, and and there's there's going to be a de, uh, a decree. Uh, okay, now I'm getting like kind of like my my mind is because of the juju thing. Okay, so pull it back in, Jonathan. So when we get into these these cycles relationally, they have a tendency to do this thing. Okay, like a toilet bowl. And it's like we just keep getting deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper until we get spit out on the other end. And normally. For you guys as adolescents, that's you getting spit on the other end because the adult still has authority in your life. And then you say, why is my life so terrible? Well, maybe it's because there was a cycle going on for a long time where you guys got into it with one another. You weren't listening to them. You weren't respecting them. You weren't humbly accepting their authority in your life. And it ended up very poorly for you. Okay? So listening um, takes humility and self-control. And the Holy Spirit can can give you the ability to do that. He can And he wants to, because because this relationship is so important, so important. It's so important that it's a part of the Ten Commandments. Did you guys know that? Yes. Honor your father and mother. Yes. Um, And so that's in Exodus 20.12. So honor your parents. Don't degrade them, either in private or in public. This is the second way that you train your parents. First one is listen to your parents before you speak second one is to honor your parents. Don't degrade them either in public or in private. So this is the only command with a promise connected to it. Okay, so let's look at it. It says, honor your father and mother so that you may live long in the land that the Lord God has given you. So he's, there, there's a promise that comes along with if we honor our father and mother. Now, this is so important so important, especially in the Old Testament and, and obviously in God's um, uh, he was in his providence was giving that law, that that you could literally be put to death um, for disrespecting your parent okay, and so yeah, super intense right, whole lot worse than than having a cell phone taken away, although that sometimes feel like it's a part of you that's being removed, like an appendix or something maybe more vital, maybe like a heart or maybe a lung, but it's being removed from you, okay and now, now I'm digri- or, uh, digressing again. So, um, so honoring them means respecting them. It means respecting them. And it means submitting to their authority. Now here, God puts you in the family that you're in. Drop some knowledge. What? So, what does that mean? That means that God gave you to your parents. Uh, parents. <laughs> okay? Now, now now I get that there's some people in here that that's not completely the case. But but regardless um that God has designed you for that family and that in that family, those parents hold a certain role in the family structure that is intended by God and is ordained by God. And so for you guys to submit to their authority doesn't mean that you're just a pushover, but what it does mean is that ultimately, I'm going to trust that their heart is good and that they're for me, and I'm going to submit to their authority even though I might not completely agree with it all the time. A good way of thinking about this that maybe will get you in the uh, kind of a, a right mindset uh, with regards to this is like, if you were to be pulled over by a police officer, would you respect their authority? Yes, sir. Absolutely. Right? Would you totally respect their authority? Now, I get that that's a different scenario than um, than your parent, but your parent actually holds an even more important and significant role in your life than any police officer ever will. And raising you up unless your parent is a police officer. Okay. Yes. Got you. Got you. Okay. Um, which whatever. Okay. But now now you guys are distracting me, okay? I'm I'm getting I'm getting distracted. It's okay. So to honor and submit to them um, is to uh to respect them. And so that means not to um, throw them underneath the bus. Now who in here, let's just be honest, okay? Who in here has gotten on the the bandwagon of throwing their parent underneath the bus? What do, what do you mean by that? Not literally underneath the bus. What I mean by that is emotionally. What I mean by that is like, you're hanging out with your friends and you're like, oh my gosh, like my parent does this and it's so annoying. They won't let me stay out until after 11 o'clock and like da 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 Okay? Okay, okay. All right. So, it's easy It's easy to jump on that bandwagon. Your friend starts talking about their parent, and you're like, yeah, that's right. Like, I hate it when my parent takes away the Xbox. They're, you know, they're totally wrong about that. You might say some things like, well, I think that's really dumb, blah, 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 blah. It's super easy to get on that bandwagon. But honoring your parent is not throwing your parent underneath the bus like that. Either behind their back or to their face. Talk about how loud they chew. Yes. Aaron, where did Aaron go? Where, where is Aaron? Okay. Um, anyways, yeah, Aaron, Aaron. Any, it, it, okay, I need to move on. Okay, so she, she doesn't chew loudly, just so that you know. Okay, anyways. All right. No, no, I just need to stop right now, okay? I've ventured into territory. I need to back it up. Beep, beep, beep. Okay, so we're going to continue to move forward so that we don't even continue to talk about that. Alright, so don't, don't, don't throw your parents underneath the bus. Okay, the third way that you train your parents is to learn to forgive your parents even when you think that they are wrong. Alright, let me put a little asterisk here. If your parent is telling you to do something that is unbiblical, if your parent is abusing you, that does not mean that you just say, oh well it's okay, I should submit to your authority. Because there's a higher ethical, um, a higher um, level of authority in your life, and that's God in Scripture. So if they're telling you or doing something that's outside of that realm, then then you have the right to to challenge that. Okay, not in a maybe not in a disrespectful way, well, like you would think, but to challenge it in the sense of I'm not going to go along with this, but I'm willing to bet that most of you guys in this room, if not all of you guys in this room, that's probably not going to be the case. Really, this is about when they do something that you're just like, man, I don't think that's fair. I don't think that's fair that they just took away my phone. They won't let me see my boyfriend or my girlfriend. They won't let me do this. They won't let me do that. I'm never going to grow up. Blah, 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 blah. But holding resentment and unforgiveness is not going to help your cause. It's not going to help your cause with any relationship, but especially the parent-child relationship. So if you think that they're wrong, and who knows? Maybe, maybe, maybe they are wrong, okay? But, even if they're wrong, and even if you're certain that they're wrong, that does not give you the right to disrespect them or to hold resentment towards them or to be like, if you had let me do this when I was a kid, then I would be so much better that yada, 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 I'm going to be rebellious now. No, no, God's called us to love and to, to show forgiveness. The same type of love and forgiveness that he shows us because guess what? Your parents are human just like you. Now, there's a sadness when you start growing up. You guys probably don't really... You're seeing glimmers of it. Um, but there's a sadness as you grow up when you start seeing more and more of the cracks in the humanity of your parents. And you start realizing, good grief. Like, like, they are broken just like me. They are not Superman Superwoman. That they are not perfect. And that they have flaws. And then what does it look like then for me to show love and care towards them even when I see those? Because I can guarantee you when I was your age, goodness gracious, my expectations of my parents were like, I gotta get underneath the, the middle of the fungus. Way up here. And I thought that like if they fell anywhere short of that, that I could just blast them. Like and just be like, Yeah, you guys are you guys are awful parents, which they really weren't, and I didn't do that a whole lot. But but my opinion of them was that they should be this. And as I've grown older, all of a sudden it becomes more realistic, and I'm like, there's sadness. Sadness that, that they are human just like me. And so when I can keep that in mind, even if they make a mistake, if I can keep in mind they're human and that they're doing the best that they know to do, then I'm much more able to show forgiveness. I'm much more able to show compassion towards them because I realize I'm human too and I need forgiveness and compassion from people because I make mistakes. And so as I do that, my heart softens towards them. Instead of saying like, "You guys were wrong," and I'm going to hold resentment towards you because you took away my phone that one weekend, and then that girl never called me. Blah, blah blah blah. I my my dad took away GoldenEye one time, um, which oh, smith- oh yeah, I know, right? I was talking about that the other day, and I was like, I was like, GoldenEye just disappeared, man. I like woke up one day and it was gone. Dude, don't even worry about it. Was it was, a, it, was a, it was a game that was awesome on the N64. That's the one that I was addicted to. Oh my goodness, people! Nintendo sixty four is sixty four bit. Okay, whatever. Doesn't matter. Thank you. We got one person in here that's got one. So Goldeneye was legit. Okay. So let's let's look at this passage. Um, Forgive us of our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us, and lead us not into temptation. Now, where does that come from? Huh? Yeah, the Lord's prayer.
1: Yeah, that's, I was
0: thinking about it. I was like, oh, that's it. Yeah. I, Lord's, couldn't, I couldn't spit it out. That's okay. Your dad spit it out quicker. But that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> yes, that's <my> <laughs> so it comes from the Lord's Prayer. So, so we will be forgiven to the measure that we forgive others. So if, if we're thinking about that in any relationship, it's especially important in our um, parent-child relationship because it's super easy, is it not, to hold some sort of grudge against your parents because they like, especially when you're grounded and stuff. Usually goes away, but especially when you're grounded and so forth. That they shouldn't do this, and I think they're wrong. Blah 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 blah. But we're called to forgive. We're called to forgive them, and as we show forgiveness, we also ask God to forgive us of our sins and where we fall short because we're human, just like them. And then um, the final uh, way that you train your parents is to choose to love your parents. Now notice, I put in the term choose. Put in the term, choose, because it's a verb. You have a choice, okay? Our culture wants you to think, oh, I have to have the affection in my heart, and then I will love that person. No, not all the time. The affection might be there at times, but a lot of times it's a a complete choice as to what I do in order to love that person, especially in the times when we're kind of like not on the, the same page, Maybe they've taken away your phone or whatever, and you aren't really like liking that a whole lot. Well, it's still a choice of yours, even though affection like might not be there to come up and give your dad a big bear hug, um, to, to choose to do that. Because outside of the context of what's going on in this relationship right now, I know that I still love him, and he loves me, and vice versa. Um, and so let's look at 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7. Now, this is a super familiar passage, but here's why I want you guys to ask, okay, yourself when we read this. Ask yourself, does this... Does this describe the way that I interact with my parents? Does this describe my relationship with my parents? Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. I've already messed up on most of that. Okay? It does not dishonor others. Messed up on that one. It is not self-seeking. Totally self-seeking. I was always wanting something from my parents. It is not easily angered. I could get angry. Um, It keeps no record of wrongs. Well, I did for a long time. I'm learning how not to do that now. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Okay. So that's a pretty high standard up here of what love should look like. Now, again, this isn't just about a parent relationship. Okay. It's about relationships in general, but... When we put this in, in the context of parent-child relationship, like if this was to describe the way that you interacted with your parents, how do you think that that would change your relationship with your parent? How do you think it would change their, their way of parenting you? It would probably be drastically different, I would assume, because none of us are doing this stellar. Like I have a hard time doing this in my marriage, much less parent relationship. But that's because I'm human and I'm still growing in the likeness of Christ. And the good news is, is that love is also a fruit of the Spirit, and that, that the Spirit can give you the ability to do this, um, but it takes it takes effort, and it takes intention. And so, let me just give you a few handholds on, okay, so Jonathan, if it's a choice, and I might not have the affection, well, how do I show love to my parent? Well, some of you guys might might show your love by spending quality time with them. It might just be sitting around hanging around um, watching TV, or it might just be like just being with them. For some of you, it might be physical touch. It might be that you really like giving your parents a hug or kiss or whatever. I wasn't a big physical touch guy. My family wasn't. Aaron will tell you that. But um, for some people, that's a really big deal. Um, And so so that might be a way that you choose, no, I'm going to show my dad or I'm going to show my mom that I love them by giving them a hug. Um, Another way might be words of affirmation. And what I mean by that is that that you want to put wind in the sails of your parents? Let me let let you on a little bit of a secret. And I'm sure the parents will probably echo this next week. Your parents are probably at times wondering if they're doing an okay job parenting you. There's probably some fear there. I, I can only imagine the fear and the trepidation that it will be like to have a child under my care. I mean, good grief. Lord willing. Okay? But, but it's... It, it, it is... Again, there's a sadness. There's a deep sadness when I think about it because, like, the parents have to be strong in your guys' lives. But behind that strength is, is a child that sometimes probably wonders, and I could be generalizing here, but I've talked to a lot of parents, sometimes wonders, like, am I doing what's Right? And that's a scary thing. And so you want to put wind in their sails? Say something nice to them about the way that they're parenting you. You want to put wind in their sails? Say, thank you so much. Not just for getting me something, but thank you so much for being such a great mom or a great dad. That blows wind in their sails because they need it. It's hard being a parent. And, and dude, there was a... I can't remember who I was listening to, but it was a mom and she was talking about... Um, you want to you know what comparison is like? Wait until you have a kid, and then everything becomes a comparison. My kid is doing this. Your kid's doing that. My kid is honorable. Your kid's not blah, 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 blah. And ultimately, those things really don't matter, but they carry weight. And so for you guys to speak words of encouragement over your parents is a huge deal because they probably aren't hearing it a whole lot from anybody else other than maybe their spouse. Okay. Okay. So, um, words of affirmation, some of you guys, especially you uh, bros in the room that like to like work with your hands, acts of service would be a way that you choose to show love to your parents. What I mean by that is, oh my goodness, maybe do the dishes without them asking you. What? Maybe mow the lawn without asking for 20 bucks afterwards. Okay? All right? Maybe, maybe, you, maybe vacuum, maybe uh, wash the car. Maybe, you know, do something uh, nice like, hey, Mom, you go you go and take a bath. I'm going to watch Little Brother or Little Sister, you know, or whatever. I mean, you might not want to do that. Your parents might not trust you with your little brother or little sister yet. I'm just throwing it out there as an idea. Some of you guys, that might work. Some of it might not. Okay, so acts of service. And then the final one, probably uh, one of my least favorite ones, uh, just FYI for all of you guys in here that might think about getting me a gift. Like, it's, I, I'm grateful for it. I really like gift cards. Um, but, like, gifts in general, I'm just kind of like, oh, thank you. Yay. Like, I'm excited. But, like, really that's not, like, my love language. But that's some people's love language. My sister loves giving gifts. So if I tell her, don't get me a gift for Christmas or don't get me a gift for birthday, like, really what I'm saying is, is like, like, I'm going to take a dagger and stab you in the heart real quick and send you on your way because cause that's really important to her. Okay? I don't really mean that. I'm not going to take a dagger. Okay, Bella? Let's see the face. Not really going to do that. All right? But but giving of gifts is an important thing for her. And and for some of your guys' parents, that's probably a big deal for them. And so what would it look like for you to make something for your parent? I know that that probably isn't really cool anymore, um, but it would probably mean a whole lot to them. Or what would it look like to take a little bit of the allowance that you got and go out and get them their favorite candy? Right? Whatever. Yeah, your commission. When you get your commission... Okay, then you take that and go and, and buy something. All right, giving of gifts is another one. So those are uh, some really practical things. Quality time, hugs and kisses or physical touch, words of affirmation, acts of service, and giving of gifts. Those are five ways that you can intentionally love your parents, even if affection isn't there. So my challenge to you is to choose one of those to be intentional about this week, to go home, maybe even tonight before you forget about it, and do one of these. And show them, like, hey, thank you so much. You're not a perfect parent. Nobody is, but I love you and I care for you and I'm appreciative of what you do in my life. Okay, so application points. Listen, respect, forgive, love. Listen, respect, forgive, love. So if you were to just boil all of what I've just said down, that's it right there. You want to learn how to train your parent? Do this. You want to learn how to train your parent? Listen to them, respect them, forgive them, love them, and guess what? Your relationship with them will probably improve greatly. But what gets in the way of this is our pride and our arrogance and our flesh and wanting what we want. And if our parents don't give it to us, then we're going to now I want it. Okay, but we got to lay that down. We got to set that aside and say, No, I'm going to pursue Christ's likeness. And I'm going to be like Jesus to my parents and my family, which is the last point. Be like Jesus to your family. Some of you guys come from families um, that are full of believers. Some of you guys come from families that are not full of believers. It really doesn't matter. You're still called as a Christian to be like Jesus to them. To be an example, to be a light to them. And so if you are pursuing Christ-likeness in your life, I can guarantee you that your relationships will flourish because Jesus was all about relationships. You remember the two greatest commandments? Love God and love people. Relationship, relationship. Relationship, relationship. Relationship, relationship. And so, so he was the best at doing relationships, the best of any person that's ever walked this planet. And so when we follow his example in every relationship, it's a good, positive thing. It will be. And so when you think about interacting with your parent, maybe maybe a little context like around that could be, okay, if my parent is a believer, then not only is he my dad or my mom, but they are my brother and my sister in Christ, which is a pretty cool thing. And so what then does it look like to love them like I would love a brother and sister in Christ? What then does it look like if my parent's not a believer to love them like I would love somebody else that I wanted to share the gospel with and to share the truth of God with? What does that look like? For you to be an evangelist in your own home. It would revolutionize your relationship with them. And, and, and I'm speaking to myself too, even as a grown adult. I'm called to the exact same stuff. You guys are in a season where it's really, 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 really complicated because of what you're doing developmentally. So it's not as complicated for me and for the adults in this room. But we still are called to honor our parents and to not throw them underneath the bus, and to not talk about them behind their back, and to not talk about them negatively to our spouses just because it's easy to do that. We're called to honor them and love them just the same that you guys are. So be like Jesus, be like Jesus, be like Jesus. Let me pray. Father, thank you so much for tonight, and I thank you for, um, goodness, the parents that are represented uh, by each person in this room. I pray blessings over them right now. I pray, God, um, the parents that are in this room the parents that aren't here, um, that you will just encourage them tonight. I pray, Lord, that you will show them uh, the love and the care that you have for them and also for their children and that they are not alone as they try to parent. I pray, Lord, for these students that they will go home tonight and that they will show their appreciation to their parents for all that they do, all that they sacrifice, all that they are um, and mean in their lives. Um, Lord, I pray that you will be glorified in that, um, and that you will continue to help us um, uh, um, love the people in our lives the way that you've called us to. We love you, we praise you, and we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, before you get up, we, j- we have a couple of minutes, so before you get up, the white sheets that are in your chair, we are going to have another parent panel next week. Okay, so I want you to write down at least... You can write down more if you want to, but at least one question about relationship with parents, like why parents do what they do or like what you can do if you have something going on in your relationship with your parent. Um, They're going to be sitting up here and they're going to be sharing wisdom um, about what it looks like to relate with them um, and, and to, you know, be a good kid. So does that make sense to everybody? Okay. So write those down, and then um, if you will bring them to me once you're done, and then you can be dismissed. Is that a good question for students? Like for kids to do? Okay. Describe a little bit more in there, so that I do understand. <laughs>